He has his own podcast. What is it, y'all? Get my shit together. Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Tuesday, October 11, 2022. Thank you all for listening around the globe. I don't know how you are, I don't know how the internet works, but a lot of people are finding this damn podcast and apparently listening to it. So thank you very much. I don't know how it happens, but I'm glad it happens. Lord knows I don't publicize it that much, so hopefully it's growing organically. Check out all the podcasts. You know how to do it. What am I talking about? Uh, Anyway, what I'm doing right now is I am sitting at a goodwill. Is that a global term, goodwill? (laughs) We should have more goodwill in the world. I am sitting at a Goodwill, which is a thrift store that takes donations. It's The business model, believe it or not, is it relies on the kindness of strangers to donate their shit to them, and then they turn around and mark it up and sell it to uh, other people. Secondary, tertiary, however you say it, used stuff that they use, I imagine, for a lot of good causes, taking care of a lot of people. They employ people who uh, need jobs. Anyway, I'm here because I was dropping some things off, and also it's near a liquor store by my house. (laughs) So I was able to get some wine on my way to doing good at Goodwill. And I stopped, and there's a guy in a big GMC truck-ish thing, SUV-looking thing, and he's... His hood is up underneath the, the, the drive-through part of the Goodwill. And I said, hey, man, what's up? Do you need a jump? And he goes, yeah, I do. And I said, great. And I went to my trunk and got, I have a, a charging unit. So like jumper, it's like one-sided jumper cables, if you will. So it's a, essentially a battery-like thing, a power source that should maintain and keep a lot of uh, charge. And then you just attach cables to the other person's battery terminals and you charge them up in a second. It's so it's it takes out the one side of the charging equation. So I don't have to put cables on my uh, battery. He just needs to put them on his. So I went to the trunk, got it out. I'm like, yeah, I got you. Hold on. And I'm going to drop this stuff off. And in the two minutes it took me to get the stuff out of the car and him to uh, fasten, he knew how to, exactly how to use it him to put it up to his car he said hey man your thing does not have a charge in it I was like well that sucks let me see if I can I'm already kind of you know I could have stopped right there like oh sorry dude I'm out Sirve, it works what happened so plot twist I'm sitting in my... He might have just started. His lights are on. This is great. I win because I was charging this thing in my car because I'm kind of pot committed, right? I'm not committed. I could have just... That is the sound of his car starting. What did you do? What did you hit, though? I just hammer and pull the points. Boom, 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 boom. That's it? That's it. The spark plug points, or yeah, right on top there. Yeah. Well, that's a big result. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. So now just tighten them, and you're good to go. Yeah. I mean, I, what, I think so I go like that, and I go to tie my home. I, I don't stop until I go home. Yeah, exactly. That should charge mm-hmm. it up. I'm so sorry. Thank you very much. Appreciate no, man. Mucho gusto. I'm Mucho Joe. Gusto. Carlos. Carlos, nice to Anything meet you, man. You need it?
let me know one day. I, I will, man. I really appreciate it, dude. I appreciate it to you. Yeah, man. I'm glad yeah. you got it started, and I'm glad you had the uh, knowledge to tap the points. <laughs> nice work, man. I'll see you next time. Next time, we are at Goodwill, and your battery is fucked. So that's that. What I was doing, if I didn't make it clear, Carlos just got his goddamn battery <laughs> charged up. I was waiting to let my charging unit charge up so I would be in a position to help him. But it seems to be going slowly because I'm charging it through my uh, cigarette lighter, which probably does not give a ton of charge. Anyway, that's it. He knows way more about cars than I do, but he tapped the points, which I think take the, uh, they either fire the spark plug or they take the, uh, the spark plug spark and then compel the engine into action and he just tapped on it with a hammer and a screwdriver and got it to work so i tried to do the right thing and even though i could have bailed and been like oh shit dude my my charger is gonna take a while to charge i'll just let you get out of here i said then i i didn't i was like oh, i'll fucking charge this thing up for a few minutes but it wasn't charging all that briskly and then I said to him, just out of curiosity, where are your people? And he said he lives in Woodstock, which, for those of you who don't live in Atlanta, I couldn't tell you how far away that is, but I believe it's like, uh, you know, 40 minutes. Maybe more. I don't know exactly. So that's the beginning of the podcast. How about that? Very exciting. Another good result, like that night when Clark went missing, right as I was talking to you about sitting in the Goodwill waiting to help this guy whose name it turns out is Carlos uh, charges battery at 5.43 p.m. Monday night. Lo and behold, he gets it to work. So I will uh, not subject you to a car podcast and will pause here and resume this a little bit later. And you won't know the difference, right? So, and you never do. So uh, talk to you in a bit. Welcome back. Here we go again. Round two. Shout out to Carlos for getting his shout out to Carlos. I don't know. Carlos, I'm, I'm glad he's on his way because he did not look all that stoked. He looked, obviously, as someone who could get his car started by hammering the points with a screwdriver, he looked uh, self-sufficient, but he did not look excited to be uh, however far away from home with a stalled truck, a, G, a huge GMC thing. And uh, it turns out that he worked, he worked nearby and he drove from North Carolina. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He's back on the road, and that is a result. So it's five hours later. It's like 1040. It's too late to be recording the podcast. I told you last Friday was great because I recorded it during the day. That is the new goal. It's been the, not the new goal. It's the goal is to record the at least the Friday one, Friday morning, and have it out by noon Eastern. So I'm going to endeavor to do that. <clears throat> Today, though, uh, this is the Tuesday. This is the Tuesday podcast, so you know that's about Limerick, or at least part of it. Everyone in Chicago, just go do what you do. Miss out on the playoffs. <laughs> I don't even know what sport I'm talking about. I just was trying to find a way to needle uh, Chicago. An incredible lineup at Limerick Junction in Virginia Highland, Atlanta. You know where it is. You know what time it starts. This lineup features JFL comics like Andrew Stanley. It features up-and-coming killers like Khalil White, 
William Childress, who used to tour Asia doing stand-up comedy, who's getting ready for uh, a big festival whose name escapes me uh, at the moment. It's Altercation Fest? Um, or Skank Fest. I can't remember which one it is, but William Childress is on. Lissandra Vasquez is on. As she is every, every uh, limerick this month. Why not have a limerick resident? Fielding Edlow's back in from L.A. She's going to be on it. Aaron Odom is closing out the show. Benjamin Brown is making his debut. I don't think I forgot anybody. Is that seven comics? Feels like I might have missed one. So if you're in Chicago and you don't like stand-up comedy, then don't Google any of these people or go check them out on Instagram or TikTok. But William Childress is going to start the show, followed by Lissandra Vasquez, followed by Khalil White, Followed by Benjamin Brown, Fielding Edlow. Sorry, Benjamin Brown, Andrew Stanley, Fielding Edlow, and Aaron Odom. That's a pretty goddamn strong lineup. And <clears throat> considering that many of these comics are getting festival sets together, and one at least, Fielding, is out of town, is in from out of town, I know they're not going to just be auctioning off premises as, <laughs> as happens occasionally. So anyway, if you're in Atlanta, come to Limerick. I... I took the day off from just about all communication today, aside from my interaction with Carlos, because my daughter, because my, my wife couldn't or didn't, she had client meetings, uh, and my daughter did not have school because it is both uh, Columbus Day and Indigenous Peoples Day. And those things do really seem incompatible to me. However, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> You've read your Howard Zinn, I think. You've read a people's history of the United States of America. And like the No Effect song says, you get really depressed doing it. So anyway, the girl and I were, we had a big, a lot has happened since I last spoke with you. I spoke with you last on Friday, euphoric about the shows coming up. They were a blast. I told you I was going to try to re-host with a vengeance uh, Friday night. And I, and I didn't. It was not all that fucking fun, to be honest with you. And and uh, I don't want to say I was disappointed in myself, but it just didn't go the way I wanted it to go. However, I had fun the rest of the night hosting the 8 o'clock show. The 10.30 show was ridiculous. And then three shows on Saturday, 5, 8, and 10.30 were a blast. But what happened? On Saturday, the girl and I went to Farmer's Market, of course. And then we came home. I went. I ran five, a total of five miles this week. You know, weekend. What are you doing? I'm working on my acts. The goals are the same. The objectives are the goals. Objectives are the same. As far as you and I are considered. As far as the narrative of the podcast. The narrative of the podcast is... What are you investing yourself in listening to my bullshit? You want to see, I want to see me make it to my daughter's 30th birthday. That's 27 years I want to stay alive. I, at least. I'd fucking do another 100 if I could. Does that mean I'm 73? No. I, what do I want to accomplish? I want to make it to my daughter's 30th birthday. And I want to, a lot sooner than that, headline comedy comedy clubs across the country. 
And how did I do that this weekend? Well, I ran, at least on the fitness part, I ran a total of five miles, which for my old running self is not that much, but it was two days in a row. And I did a two-mile run on Saturday and a three-mile run on Sunday. And I'm going to run tomorrow on Tuesday. I'm going to run on Limerick Day. which And I'm going to run the day after Limerick, which you know may seem counterintuitive to some people. I'm starting to up my mileage, which, as you know, really, really uh, shaves your white man booty even smaller, right? It's just, like I've told you, it gets sadder and sadder. You get old man ass from running. Women do it too, uh, unfortunately. Jogging, distance running is not good for your cakes. Anyway, the girl and I went to farmer's market on Saturday, came home, I went for a run lunch, etc. And then we did me time. I've told you about me time. My wife enjoyed another like fucking hour and a half nap, which she deserves. And then you know what I did on Saturday? Toward the end, toward about three o'clock, I remembered that I had made my daughter an appointment to get a flu shot. So the point, the hospital or where the doctor's office is is like ten minutes away, and the appointment was for three twenty on Saturday. It was like one of those cattle call things where just a million people were going through. Ours was for three twenty, and so at three o'clock I went in and I said, "Hey, uh, you know, in, in a little bit we should get ready because me time's almost over and we we gotta go get the flu shot." And I don't anticipate her being hyped about it. I mean, as I told her, no one is excited to get a shot, I don't think. Maybe somebody listens to this podcast. This podcast is. But I said to her, yeah, so girl, we're going to leave and we're going to go to the doctor and and get a flu shot. And her face changes immediately. She's three. She starts shaking her head. Her face gets a little, uh, you know, red, flush, emotional. and But she's not crying, but she sh- shakes her head like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to get a shot. And I said, I don't blame you. I said, I feel you. I get it. I don't want to get a shot either. Fortunately, I got a flu shot literally the, the day before or two days before on Thursday. I got a flu shot. I said, I didn't want to get this flu shot yesterday. This is, uh, this is I think, maybe... Parents, tell me if I'm wrong. I could, and probably if I were 20 years younger, I'd be like, tough shit, we're going to get a fucking shot. Blah, blah, blah. But now I know one of the... One, I, something I've learned in my life, apply this in all your relationships, I will start doing it in mine. It really goes a long way if you sincerely empathize with someone when they're talking to you. If you give them confirmation they are not crazy, if you let them know you're invested in their well-being, and this is a military history comedy self-help podcast. That's what you're going to get here. Military history. Putin is going down as one of the worst military leaders of all time. But what do you expect from a Russian? (laughs) I expect a good hockey player, I'll tell you that. So, empathizing with people, just 
you know, when someone tells you, oh, my job, my boss, whatever, instead of just like, oh, you should fucking quit. And, and, and younger people, I take this for granted. Don't, and maybe older people don't know it. I had to learn it myself. Don't solve people's problems for them when they're telling you their fucking problems. It's, it's frustrating because it invalidates to, the, to, to us the experience. I've had, to, I've had to back off of it at times. My wife will say like, oh, this guy at work did this thing. And I'm like, was he trying to fuck you over? And it's like, she's just trying to tell me a story and, and like relate. And I'm like, oh, man, empathizing younger people. Is just by like, not like fucking serial killer. Like, I'm sorry that happened to you, but like, oh man, that must have sucked because, oh shit. You just try to put yourself in their shoes a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm not giving advice. I'm talking about what I've learned to do. I think it's in my heart, but I've learned to be be intentional when I'm listening to people. It's just if you don't. If you try to solve someone's problems, you uh, kind of invalidate, I think, the experience they're having, the feeling that they're in. And so I didn't, certainly didn't want to do that with my three-year-old. I wouldn't want to do it with my wife. I, don't, I try not to do it with people who have tough situations. Like, oh, well, you'll get them next time. Like, fuck you. Like, I've told you about the miscarriage thing. Like, somebody has a miscarriage. Don't say, oh, it's okay. you get it next time. No, say, that must fucking suck. I imagine you're just absolutely crushed. I feel so bad for you. Or, you know, some, something to that effect. So my daughter, you know, the worst part of getting a shot, as you imagine it would be for a kid, is the run-up to it, is the anticipation. And... That's what I said to her. I'm like, dude, I get it. And she's like shaking her head. And then now she's starting to tear up. And I'm like, I understand. I And, and I said, I don't blame you. We have to go do it. I'm not being a hard ass. I'm being fucking empathetic. We have to go do it. Um, And this is the worst part, frankly. The worst part is because it's all this time. It's all this time that we think about it and what it feels like and we remember things. Uh, but, you know, like I've said on the podcast before, <laughs> like a set, uh, like a rough crowd. I said to her, what's going to happen, girl? You know, is we're going to go there. And then in a matter of a couple minutes, it's going to be over. And then we're going to be on the other side of it. We're going to have the rest of the afternoon and we, we're going to get the lollipop. And you know what? Afterward? We can even go get some ice cream if you want. No, parents, I'm reinforcing her good action by uh, taking her for ice cream. And also, I'm just, who fucking cares if I'm what I'm doing? I'm just, I'm, I'm saying, hey, girl, that sucks. Here's something good. I'm balancing, I'm counterbalancing it. I'm balancing it. I'm not saying, if you go, I'll get you some ice cream. I don't, I don't think you're supposed to do that as a parent. Because then you're negotiating with terrorists. But she's, she shakes her head, and but she doesn't dig in. She's such a sweet kid that she doesn't dig in and fucking throw herself on the floor and start pounding. And and so I'm as I'm empathizing with her and like, girl, I get it. I wouldn't want to do it either. I don't blame you. Do you want to come up for a quick hug before we pick out shoes? You know, just trying to like keep it moving a little bit, and. 
she's like, yes, please, I'll come up for a little hug. And then I'm like, all right, do you want to wear your little Sauconies or do you want to wear your Moana flip-flops? What are we doing? Uh, I want to wear my Moanas. I'm like, yeah, just pick the most comfortable, whatever you're going to do. And she's not hyped, but she never starts bawling. But she's emotional about it. She's about to fucking get a shot, dude. It sucks. It sucks as an adult. Remember the, when you were, you know, three? Probably not. As a kid, it's uh, it's pretty traumatic. We get in the car. She has her Moana flip-flops on. And halfway between our house and the, and the doctor's office, she's right as rain. And she's talking about, are we going to ice cream afterward? And lately, she's kind of been obsessed with Blitzkrieg Bop, Bop by the Ramones. And she wants to hear, like, hey, ho, let's go. There, she, she screws up the lyrics, which I don't really like. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She says, they're coming in a straight line, which, you know, is, where, is how she hears it, even though I'm pretty sure it's, they're forming in a straight line, going through a tight line. The kids are losing their mind. Blitzkrieg Bop. Anyway, she likes, she's talking about Blitzkrieg Bop. She's talking about ice cream afterward and the la- and and how she doesn't like shots but she likes to get vaccines that's what she said so she had the I took her for the covid vaccine um a couple weeks ago i don't know if i talked about it on the podcast or not but uh so she's like trying to differentiate between you know i'm tough over here like dad i understand i was like that's the crazy thing like that's the crazy thing girl the flu shot is actually a vaccine as well. So we're going to have two vaccines. You're going to have the COVID vaccine and you're going to have this flu shot, which is great. And she was a champ as we're pulling in, as we're going through parking, as we're walking into the doctor's office. No resistance, no throwing tantrums. We're just on it. Mom, sleeping, resting quietly. <laughs> Yes, the woman who carried this child for 10 months, uh, which, by the way, is how long you do it. Nobody tells you that until you're actually pregnant, but it's actually 40 weeks, not 39 and 36 weeks. Not nine and a half weeks either with Kim Basinger. So she's in great spirits. Can, Dada, can I press the button on the elevator? I'm like, yeah, girl, let's go. We get up to the fourth floor, wherever it is. We each get a mask from the two people at the front, and it's it's like the regular doctor's office, but it looks like uh, you know, like a holiday party or something. There's extras there. There are people doing jobs they've never done before. It's like they have temp people there. So like, I don't recognize any of these faces, and you can hear like some of the staff talking to the, to each other, like saying, "Excuse me, hey, could you?" And you can tell they don't know each other's names. So it's a big, efficient operation. Get masks, go in. We get a room, number nineteen. Like Tony Gwynn, we go into the room, and as we're walking back to the room, it's, you know, kids just losing their fucking marbles, screaming and screaming and screaming. And, you know, as a parent, you're you're empathetic, and sometimes you feel like, and, and it's rare for me, I feel like we're, we're in a, we've, we, we've, I've gotten better as a parent, but there are times where you feel like, Okay, you fucking screamed enough about it. Like, I don't want to say tough enough, but like, okay, I get it. You're, 
some of them just sounded like flagrantly the kids just howling and howling. It's like, all right, dude. We, yeah, it's you got a shot. <laughs> but she still is not influenced by that. She's still in a good frame of mind as we make our way into room 19. That they, uh, I almost said the flight attendant. <laughs> what are your fantasies, dude? <laughs> Nurses and flight attendants who look like you broke their hearts or not broke their hearts. What the flight attendant? She looked at me like I let her down. That I was talking about a couple months ago. The, uh, anyway, she comes in, she gives her, and, and as she like, uh, she's pretty quick about it. Okay, hey girl. And as she starts like rubbing her arm, you know, and and, and my girl, my girl is very curious about like, why does she, what does she put that little pad on before Dada? This is what she said later, you know, when they're, um, uh, what is the word, sanitizing, uh, whatever the area, what do, you, what do you call that? Here's that chemical that's going to clean this area, disinfect your fucking arm. I don't know what it is, but you know what I mean? They clean it. And then they stick the needle in there. And that's later what I told her. I'm like, because that's, you know, they're putting a needle into your body. So <clears throat> they don't want any germs to kind of be sneaky and crazy and try to get in there. She's like, no, we don't want sneaky germs. Like, all right. She's on, on board. But as soon as she starts doing that, then the girl's like, oh, fuck, it's on. And I'm like, girl, remember I told you how I like to look away? And I'm, I'm looking over here and... Uh, the nurse jabs her and she kind of kind of has a quick reaction. She has a she starts crying. She's like <laughs> it hurts. But she doesn't lose her shit. And it's okay to lose your shit, by the way, as an adult or as a kid. And so I I, I don't hopefully I'm not like fucking toughen up. Cause I don't mean that. I'm just sort of describing that she didn't lose her shit. She cried. She was upset. She got a shot. But she wasn't howling and wailing, and I said, oh, maybe the nurse will give you a, do you have a, is it a, oh, look at that, it's a cute little regular Band-Aid, <laughs> a cute little brown, brown Band-Aid, and I was like, oh, I think it's a brown little, it maybe looks like a giraffe poop or something, you know, because I, I, I thought they were going to give her like a kid's Band-Aid, but they didn't, and I was like, oh, wow, look at this one, and she's upset, crying, I put her on the, the, the bench with the uh, the examining table with the you can tell that I like a lot most men never go to the doctor for himself whatever it's the changing it's not the changing table <laughs> examining table whatever that thing is with the paper that crinkles all around that's where I sit her and she goes I just want a hug and I'm like girl I got you and I scoop her and hug and she rests her head on my shoulder and by the time we walk back out through the horrific screaming of these other kids and get a lollipop from the two women at the front, she's fine. And then it's, what am I going to have when I get ice cream? And she bounced back by the time we we're actually in the elevator. She's talking about, I'm going to get chocolate. No, I'm going to get strawberry. Because that's, that's where she is. That's how often or infrequently we go to the ice cream place. <laughs> is her understanding of ice cream right now is like chocolate and vanilla. She doesn't even know. Oh, of course, other than, Dada, you're old. Do you want to get butter pecan? <laughs> or some coffee ice cream like your grandmother? 
Yeah, it's delicious. The butter, pecan, pralines, and cream. Just like a little a vein of caramel. Maybe like a just whiff or a hint of nut and a pound of sugar in that vanilla ice cream. Delicious. So we get back in the car, and I'll wrap this up because I realize I'm just sort of telling you about what happened when we went to the doctor's office. But as we're making our way back to the ice cream place, I, you know, she's so fired up because she's on the other side of it. It's like she did a one and a half. She faced her fear. She's okay. She's in a great mood. And so I start, just started playing with her and saying like, okay, well, yeah, if you don't want to get ice cream, we don't have to. No, dad, I want ice cream. Girl, I, I hear you. If you don't want to get chocolate or vanilla, I'm sorry, chocolate or strawberry, no problem. We won't do that. It's like, Dada, you're silly. Come on. And then we went, and she's like, I'm going to get sprinkles too. <laughs> and then we went and got ice cream, and she wants to know how you say sprinkles in Spanish. I did not know that. I don't know how to say sprinkles in Spanish. Yawn coming. I did not know how to say sprinkles in Spanish. We She ended up going with the strawberry ice cream on a sprinkle cone and I had a scoop of one of those <laughs> grandmother or grandfather ice creams that your your grandparents would have chocolate butternut I don't know what pecan crunch thing something like that and it was great and she was so hyped she was so hyped. So that was 3.30. Or it's, it's already like 4.15 when we're having the coffee, the ice cream. And then what happened? And then we went home. And when Baba came back around 4.30 or so, I gave her the little one. And then I ran down to the Laughing Skull Lounge. It was a very light crowd. So I did the 5 o'clock show. Had a good time. Got a great... Might 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 post it. I think I have a relationship now where I'm going to, uh, as I've told you before, I have lots and lots of footage that I believe is good, but I don't have the. I don't have the time to effectively put the subtitles and shit under them. That's what it is. I have the time to edit them. I, I mean, I could edit them. I could stop talking right now and edit them. But what I also could do is uh, give a comic a few dollars to say, hey, can you just make that into a clip for me? Make that into with the subtitles and everything so it looks good. But I think I got a good one. I might have gotten a good one on, on Saturday at the 5 o'clock when some guy told me his blood type and we had a good time about that uh, around Gay Pride. So it was, it was Atlanta Gay Pride this weekend. So the 5 was fun. Then I went home, right? I came home. I came home, actually, and <laughs> went swimming with the girl. It, it, at, we have neighbor pool one, neighbor pool two. Park pool is now closed, thanks to my one and a half. They just closed it. Like, nobody's ever going to do that again. Church pool uh, avail is available. But we went to neighbor's pool, which is heated. And what a life we have. I did a... I did a show after this great afternoon with my daughter. I did a show at five, went home, went swimming, did not start drinking with everybody that was drinking at the pool. And 
Then went and had dinner with my wife and daughter, and then went back and did the 8 o'clock show, closed it out. Thank you, Laughing Skull, for letting me do that uh, very sweet arrangement. And then did the 10.30. And here's, here's what fucking happened. Between the 8 o'clock and the 10.30 show, I lost my wedding ring. It bums me. It bummed me out so much that it it was on my mind before my ten thirty set, and it was on my mind on the way home. And I had a good, I had a, I had a good time. And it was on my, I was on my mind on the drive home. And then when I got home, I was like, maybe it, you, you've heard me describe my long COVID, not long COVID, but my you know absent mindedness or being too busy or scatterbrained. I was like, maybe I just left it on the dresser. And I got home and it wasn't on the dresser and I looked all around. And then I knew I knew when it happened. I was in the men's room. Men's room. I was in the bathroom, washed my hands, and I had the sensation that it went. And I and I I looked all around. I looked in the in the paper towel that I used to wash my hands. And like I, I, you know, if you wear a wedding, if you wear a ring for twenty goddamn years, you're aware of it. And I'm I'm sitting here like with my thumb rubbing its absence. Um, the place it used to be, you're aware, but you're also not aware of it. So like, as I washed my hands and was like drying them, something called my attention to that. Like, well, maybe it fucking came off, you dummy. I know. So I took the paper towel that I had, I looked in it, I didn't see it, I looked all over the fucking uh, counter, I, I didn't pull out the entire trash bag, but I don't think I threw in, uh, I don't think I threw in a paper towel into the trash. I mean, I kind of poked around, but I don't think I threw one in there, I think I just kind of washed my hand, felt a, a sensation, like... You know, just an association, like something happened with your ring. And, you know, it's one piece of a million different things in my head, right? I just told you about my whole day. Plus, I did a show, came home, went swimming, had dinner, all this shit. I'm not making an excuse. I'm just saying how, like, I'm trying to take you into the finite amount of ten- attention that I have. I ha- I'm going to go up pretty soon on the show. I was just in the basement. What's going on? Where did I did, did I feel it? Did I think I feel it? Think I felt it? I looked on the counter. I looked on the floor. I looked. I took a brief look in the trash, and then looked in the paper towel that I'd wiped my hands with. I didn't fucking see it, and you know, like I said, I didn't empty the entire trash. I didn't get on the floor with a fucking spotlight and tell everybody to shut the fuck up and. Freeze with their, stop shitting, gents. There's something, I lost my wedding ring. In part because I thought it was very possible that it was still in my back pocket where I put it when I put uh, hair product in or I left it on the dresser or it'll be somewhere intentional. Like maybe I didn't even put it on when I went to the club. And I had to get back to, or I had to get to the show because I had not done my tent, my spot on the late show. So I told you I didn't find it when I got home. And then I got my videos from, I got my videos today and saw 
on the eight o'clock show that I had it on my hand. I had it on my hand for the five, had it on my hand for the eight. So I didn't even watch the 10.30 tape. I didn't watch the tapes. I just wanted to see if I had it on my hand. So I had it on my hand, and it's gone. I told the club manager, and I told the Vortex, the restaurant in which the the club sits, that I lost it. Please keep an eye out, or, you know, a fucking little tiny ring. And... I was really kind of bummed about it. You know, I, I I felt much worse a year, you know, whatever it was, 10 months ago when I thought I lost it in Miami, but knew that I didn't. You know, I, I didn't, I wasn't certain. Then my wife found it in Washington, D.C. in her suitcase. How about that? Yesterday, I went by my neighbor's house. Before I had the, or Sunday, I went by my neighbor's house before I had the tape, uh, of my sets to see if maybe it was in his pool. And he said, is this the first one you've lost? And I said, yeah. And he goes, oh, don't worry about it. I've lost three. And I was like thinking to myself, I'm not, I didn't think it then, but I'm thinking it now. That's not what I'm trying to hear. (laughs) You're not, you're, you're invalidating my experience. This is a wedding ring that has been on my left finger for 20 years. And, you know, it's gone a lot of places and means a lot to me. Don't just tell me about the three replacement ones you got on Amazon. Yeah, I'm, I'm not being a dick to him. I'm just saying you maybe that's great proof for why you want to validate people when they tell you their problems. Empathize with them. So, yeah, I don't anticipate. I'll, I'm going to go to the Laughing Skull on Wednesday. I don't anticipate that it will turn up. I'm bummed about it. I, uh, you know, in the last 12 hours, I've been telling myself there's nothing I can do about it. And only now talking about it, I guess, I'm, you know, I kind of buried it in a comedy club, my home club, one of my favorite places on earth. So, you know. It could have been worse. It could have been like I left it in Miami when my wife had COVID, I had COVID, the girl was a toddler, figuring all that shit out a year ago. That would have been much worse as I I think about it now. And and you heard me when I talk about the relief from, uh, from when my wife found it in Washington, D.C., like in April, in her bag. Anyway... The wedding ring was on for the 8 o'clock show. It's not on for the 10.30. And barring a miracle, it's gone. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to a store like Macy's or something like that. And I'm going to get a $10. I'm going to try to find a $10 band to go around the same finger to align with the... I probably mentioned this on the podcast... The ring that I bought at a Nordstrom in San Diego 20 years ago when I proposed to my wife when I had no money. I went and bought a $10 ring. I said, I, I want to I get married. I want to build, I don't know, I want to I wanna, I wanna get married to you. I, but I can't do the fucking three-month salary and all that because three times not much is <laughs> three, three not muches. And... She took this $10 ring, and maybe I've said it before, but 
Then I worked my ass off, bought the real diamond fucking ring. She never wore it, maybe even turned it into earrings. And still to this day, wears the $10 ring on her uh, left finger. And so I'm going to get a ring sort of in alliance with that. It's, it's trying to make the best out of a situation that I'm really not happy about. And by the way, when my neighbor was not empathizing with me, he's like, oh, don't worry about it. It's happened twice. I'm like, well, yeah, except this ring has been falling off my fucking finger for 10 years. And my wife has said, you know, she's not pushy, nosy. She never even told me to quit smoking. I just did it. I used to smoke cigarettes when we started dating. And she would run triathlons. She never once said quit smoking. So she never once said you fucking... She never once said you fucking asshole. Maybe she should. <laughs> but she said numerous times you should get it resized. And I never did. And now I don't have it anymore. And that's uh, part of my story not going to be all it's not all of my story but it's part of my story that I should have gotten it resized and I didn't and now I don't have it and I have to live with that uh speaking of not calling me an asshole today so today was uh Monday when I'm recording the rest of this and I'll let you go here in just a second was uh Columbus slash indigenous people's day so my daughter and I spent the whole day today, day together and went to the playground for two hours with a couple other sets of parents from the school she goes to, and it was fun. And And then we came back and had lunch. We had a really nice lunch, a fun lunch. But before we ate, she was getting kind of uh, defiant. <laughs> and she, you know, I was like, hey, girl, I'm not trying to fight with you right now. And... She said to me, and if you uh, you can see it's uh, the text I sent to my wife describing it is on Instagram. It's a f uh, Instagram image. My daughter said to me, "You talk bullshit," <laughs> and it was jarring to hear, but it was spot on. <laughs> I like. Well, I mean, you would know you. Anyone who sees my stand-up comedy and the people who listen to this podcast <laughs> know that. But it was very. It was I had to bite my tongue from from not laughing. You talk bullshit, and again, maybe a younger, more uh, different kind of parent would have been like, "Don't fucking say that." Or you say, "Don't fucking say that." She's gonna say, "Okay, next time you talk fucking bullshit." Um, it was so cute, though. You talk bullshit. And she didn't quite pronounce bullshit. And, but I know she's heard me say, this is bullshit. <laughs> and that probably I'm trying to get into her head and really empathize with her now. When I've used bullshit, it's probably meant to imply I'm frustrated. I don't think there is justice in this situation. And that's probably exactly what she was trying to express. She doesn't know what bullshit means, or it's probably something a three-year-old shouldn't say. Probably to, what am I, I mean, three-year-old, what am I, you fucking show me respect? She's three. But that's probably what it meant to her, just like frustration, and this is, it's what you say when there's, this is bullshit. There's no justice. 
But you know what? It uh, it cracked me up, and she got her shot. We had a some, we had a we had a great a great old time today. I'm leaving something out, but that's that's the the best I'm gonna do is my daughter saying to me, <laughs> "You talk bullshit," and I texted it to my wife. I think your daughter just said, "You talk bullshit," and my wife, of course, loved the text. And then we did me time today because she had no school after lunch. We did me time. And she took a goddamn nap. Nap, nap. She slept for like two hours. So it all, it, the fact that she slept for two hours takes a little bit of the pain. It, they're totally unrelated. But if that happened in the last three days that she slept for two hours and it took a nap for two hours, and it, it softens the blow of me losing my wedding ring. I'm not happy about it, but. Um, I'm happy my kid got some rest. So thank you for listening. Uh, Next time, maybe Fridays will be the funny podcasts. (laughs) Uh, I'll make make those a priority. Or maybe none of them are. Anyway, thanks for listening. And thanks for coming out to the shows. There were a couple people who did say they listened to the podcast. And my people around the world, God damn it, keep spreading the word. Thank you very much. And let's go LNC. Talk to you all soon.